Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. The Cindy Adams Show, 77 WABC. I am about to speak to Kevin Draper, who's a sought-after New York City historian and co-founder. Okay, first start with your history. Who are you? Where did you come from? So I was born and raised on Long Island, and as a kid, five, six, seven, eight years old, my parents used to bring me into the city. And when driving in from Long Island, I'll never forget my first time driving in, just seeing the city skyline seemed like Oz to me. So I had this incredible uh, passion for New York, even as a young kid. And as I went through grammar school and junior high and high school, every time I could read something, I was always reading about New York, whether it was books about New York, uh, newspaper articles about New York, watching documentaries about New York. So it was just a passion of mine throughout my entire childhood growing up. And then as an adult, it's one of these things when you're thinking about what you want to do with your life and what you want to dedicate your life to. I really thought to myself, is could I make a career out of the city that I love, talking about it, educating people about it, doing research about New York, and make that a career? And, and that's what I ended up doing. So I ended up. So was you know, Manhattan really purchased for fourteen bucks? Really? No, not at all. That <laughs> is definitely a myth. That is definitely a myth that needs to be busted for sure. This so essentially when the Dutch came in, they the, the Native Americans that were here, they, they had no concept of they as far as they were concerned, you didn't own the land, you, you didn't own the water, you didn't own the air, you sort of lived in harmony with that. You don't own that. So they did trade some stuff back and forth with the Dutch. And as far as the Native Americans were concerned, they could sort of share this land with them. Now, the Dutch tried to make it seem more like it was a purchase, but that's just not the case. That was not the case at all. As the decades and centuries would go by, Native tribes all over the country would start to understand what it meant to buy and sell the land, but not that original purchase from, from for the island here. Not at all. That is totally a myth. Well, those $14, it cost 10 times that to park a car today. So I wondered what it Well, what did it cost to buy New York? Nothing? Well, I mean, in a way, they, they just traded some stuff back and forth. So, in other words, it wasn't really bought. So, really what they were doing, they'll, they'll try to say that it was bought for 24 guilders, and some people try to say, well, what exactly is that today? Maybe it's a few thousand dollars. So, that, that's kind of what, that's the number that most people will give. So, if I were to give you a pair of cufflinks, you would give me Central Park? Is that it? Well, kind of. Yeah, that, that's kind of like what happened okay, at the time, okay, right? <laughs> okay, 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 okay. We have a lot of interesting neighborhood names in New York. Like, I know about Broadway. Tell me of some of these names. Why is it called Hell's Kitchen? So, with Hell's Kitchen, that area there, in the 19th century, newspapers were growing. So that was all the media back in the day. Obviously, no radio, no television, no computers. So everything, when you said media, media was newspapers. And what they started to realize in the 19th century 
crime is if it bleeds, it leads start with selling newspapers. So reporters were going all around the city to try to find sort of, sort of high crime areas to report on to help sell newspapers. So the one area that we know now today is Hell's Kitchen, which is just west of Times Square. They, several reporters went in, followed the police around to look for some of the most dangerous streets in this area. They did find one. And then when they were walking down the street, one of the reporters asked, you know, which, which one of these buildings has like the highest amounts of murders? They pointed it out. And the reporter had said to the police officer, boy, this place is really hell. And he said, no, it's hell. Uh... So, you know, what would the hottest place in hell be? I guess it would be the kitchen. So that, that's what he said. And that name stuck. And it's funny because they've tried to rename it. You'll see it on some New York City maps. It'll say Clinton. They, they call that area Clinton. Yeah, which is the, the Whit Clinton, but most people don't go by that anymore because it's, it's okay. people want to keep that original name, Hell's Kitchen. D- don't some of these tours schlep around in double decker bus- buses that I've seen? Um, I'm sorry, what was that about that? Don't you have double decker buses that take tourists around? I've seen these double decker buses where they're so, taking tourists. Is that is that yeah. what you do? No, no, we're 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 a tour company where we do mostly private tours. We do we do corporations and schools, but it's more personalized experience. Um, I like to say we don't use flags and microphones. People like myself are historians. The people that work for us, it's our profession, and um, it's more of a personal experience for the groups. So we so we, we walk that. around. Is that it? It's a private guided walking tour. Is that, that it? That's right. That's exactly right. So somebody might want to say, I want to do a tour of Central Park. I know I've been in the park. I've been around there a thousand times, but I don't know the history. So we'll, we'll do a walking tour. We're actually walking, explaining it. Or we might go up Fifth Avenue and talk about the Gilded Age and the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilts, the Astors. And we have tours on things like that, the Gilded Age. Or we could be in Lower Manhattan talking about Hamilton and the Founding Fathers. You know, where did Hamilton live? Where was George Washington sworn as first president? So that's what we're doing. We're basically taking our time walking around these neighborhoods and really absorbing and trying to figure out the history of these of these areas. Okay, so and, who could know if you're telling the truth? I mean, not that I'm doubting you or anything, but how does somebody who comes from Catharsis or wherever it is, how do they know what you're saying, whether it's legit? Well, that is definitely what we pride ourselves on from the research we've done, including like that first question you asked about, you know, um, the purchase of the island. We try to do we do the best research we can. We try to get to the real stories and people that do take our tours. I've had people literally sometimes like trying to look things up while we're doing tours and they'll actually sort of say, oh, that's right. Ooh, okay, that's correct. Oh, wow. Okay. And then they kind of slip into it and they realize what we know what we're talking about. So that that's usually what it is. And then it's word of mouth. It's, it's You get reviews and people, you know, sort of try to check you out before they take your tour. And then they can usually find out that, if, you know, if it's like you said, if it's like legit or not. But that's that's our whole what we do as a company. And what I do as an historian is it, it's we want to make sure that we're right. Why is it the Bronx and not the Queens? That is a very good question. Um, and one of What's a very good right answer? Now, well, the very good answer would be that would be something that I'd have to I'd have to check because if I, I know I why, I know why. why. I'd like because to hear that. The Bronx was B R O N K S. It was a Dutch family and their farm was called the Bronx Farm. 
So that's why it's called The Bronx, B-R-O-N-X. So do I get a dollar and a half for what I have just given you? you? Yes, you definitely do. And that's what's great about what I do for a living because I always learn something new every day. <laughs> that's one of the best things about this job is that you can always learn something new. So, What's, what's a tour cost? So normally we'll have – you can have a, it's a private tour for one up to six people for $299. And that's a private tour with your own guide. So whether it's a couple or two couples, whatever the group is, for six people, two ninety nine, and then for each added person, it's just thirty dollars. That's so on it's foot. It's shoe leather. It's walking. Is that correct? Yes, they're they're walking tours, but we take our time. There's lots of places to sit. Um, even we do we do museum tours. So we're doing the Metropolitan Museum of Art. It's a walking tour, but we do take our time. We're not rushing around. We give plenty of time for people to sit while we're talking and doing things. And they're all private. So in other words, well, whoever's looking to book a tour, even if it's a company, but they'll all know each other. So it's not, we're not putting uh, necessarily strangers together. How big is New York City? In terms of uh, population or the actual size? I don't care. I'm flexible. I don't care. How big is it? How long is it? 15 miles? And, uh, what is it? Well, the island itself of Manhattan is about, is about 13 miles long, and it's about two miles wide. You know, I've walked it. I've walked not the length. I've walked the width of it, you know, from 12th Avenue or whatever the the furthest avenue is all the way to the furthest east. You can do it. It's like a a short little walk. And this is New York, the most mm -hmm. fabulous city in the whole world. How can that be possible? That's that's the great thing. And I always tell people if they want to keep track of how far they're walking, every 20 blocks in New York is a mile. Yeah. What about Dutch names like Van Wyck? Is that all from the Dutch era? Yes. When the Dutch came here, um, they originally called everything south of Wall Street New New Amsterdam. Amsterdam. And it was the Dutch that built that wall. And another myth is the wall was built to keep the Native Americans out. Not really. It was actually keep in case the British invaded. But that was New Amsterdam. And it was very – you couldn't really farm on that land. So what they did is they went to the other side of the East River for farming, and they called that – Brocklin, which is named after a town in the Netherlands. And in New York, people are famous for not pronouncing things correct. So we started saying Brooklyn, but it was Brocklin. And then they also sent a handful of people up further up the island of Matahatta, which means island of many hills in the, in the, the Malapai language. And they settled a small little area, which they named after an area in the Netherlands called Harlem. Mm-hmm. So we have such names, Harlem, Brooklyn, um, like you said, the Van Wick, some of the families that were here. So, yes, we still have a few of these Dutch names left. Harlem, didn't it have two A's in it? H-A-A-R-L-E-M? That's a very good possibility. I think they probably did. Yeah, this, all the spellings have changed slightly, little mistakes, like Varazano was yeah. spelled wrong. So yeah. they have to go back and they have to fix that and spend millions of dollars to put new signs up because they have to fix the spelling. But, um, yes, yeah, so there's always been some of these um, – Different words over time have changed slightly. Give me a fact or story about New York City that you might know that most of us do not know. So this is, I find this very interesting. If we think about New York, and it's definitely without question uh, an immigrant story. When you think of all the immigrants that came over, um, poor immigrants trying to make something of their lives, right? And 
But what people don't also understand about New York that made it such a magnet from people coming from all over the world is that in most countries, places like England and other places, society was very closed. So you had to sort of be like a duke or an earl or sir. You sort of had to have some sort of family lineage to um, get into high society. So there were plenty of wealthy people throughout Germany, France, England that were making it there, making maybe came up with a new invention or maybe came up with some new business. And they didn't want to stay where they were because they couldn't move up to high society. So quite a few wealthy people came over to America and to New York especially. So when we look at our rise of the Gilded Age and, we lo- and how we became a financial capital of the world, the cultural capital of the world, the fashion capital of the world, it was definitely the immigrant experience, but many of those immigrants did come home with money. And I don't think a lot of people need to realize that also, that it was also that part of what made New York, New York. Listen, we are the capital of the whole effing world. There is no place like New York. Nobody is rushing to go to Toronto. Everybody is rushing in some way to go to New York. Give me, give me a tourist's comment, and then I shall let you go because I'm torturing you. I want to know so much. What, what are their comments? What do they say when they're in New York? One of the things you hear is definitely it seems like the movies have come alive. You know, so many people see us through movies or books that they read or television shows. So they see that. And the, the, the energy, the excitement, plus they said it seems much more livable than they thought. A lot of people have this image of sort of Times Square, the hustle, the bustle, which, of course, that's there. The fact that when they walk around the Upper East Side or the Upper West Side or they go to the Village or other areas in Brooklyn and Queens and the Bronx or Staten Island, they're amazed how livable it is. And the fact that they could really see that we are this, um, that anybody could sort of fit in here. I mean, the very fact that languages, we speak over 700 languages in New York. 700 languages? There are not 700. What are you talking about? 700 yep. languages? That's right. That's right. Um, if you look at different dialects and different languages from around the world, it could be anything, different African tribes or South America. When you start adding it up, it's almost over 700 different languages spoken. So could I maybe one day take a tour of, like, I don't know New York. I know New York. What should I take a tour of? You personally, I think, would really – I because you are – you are a legend, and I mean that because I'm a New Yorker. So I, I grew up reading your columns, seeing you on TV. I would think you probably would really enjoy the Gilded Age because we talk about the Rockefellers, the Vanderbilt, the Astros. We talk about the women's suffrage movement because that was one of the most important things happening during the Gilded Age, that women were fighting for not just the right to vote. It was the right to have a job, to divorce, to have a bank account, to own property. So so much was happening with the suffrage movement. New York City was, and this is the period of time when New York is becoming the cultural capital of the world, the financial capital of the world, the fashion capital of the world. So I think for someone like yourself or anybody, I think that was a great tour, which is the, the, our Gilded Age tour, um, to really get a sense how New York became New York. Why was Central Park built? Why was the Brooklyn Bridge built? Like We go into a lot of that on that tour, so I think that's okay. a great one. Okay, if you promise not to charge me, I will take one of these tours. <laughs> I, honestly, Cindy, seriously, Mrs. Adams, I would definitely say <laughs> Thank my you. contact information because 
I mean this when I say this, this would be an absolute, someone like yourself that truly loves New York. There's no greater honor to take someone out like you. Thank you. And I think I always say, by the way, some of the people that enjoy the tours the most are the New Yorkers because they learn all these new little things that they didn't realize. They passed by buildings, buildings a million times and didn't know this or that. So I think you would love every minute of it. And Anytime, anywhere, you just let me know, and I'll definitely... Thank you, thank you, thank you. I very much enjoyed having you on, and you will hear from me, sweetie. Thank you, Kevin. Okay, great. Great talking to you. Okay, honey. Bye.